welcome to Adam's Rib. It is our goal to uplift, encourage, and guide women in becoming the person that God intended for us to be. We believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God who died for our sins and rose again so that we could have eternal life. We want to guide you in figuring out God's purpose for your life. No subject is off limits here. We are Adam's Rib, and here we go. Hey, I'm Jessica. And I'm Lindsay. And welcome back to Adam's Rib. Adam's Rib. (laughs) Don't. (laughs) This is episode 92. We almost at 100, though. Mm -hmm. Episode 92. What my mama did not prepare me for. So this episode is like, I don't know, it's very special for me because this is something I just recently started sharing another part of my story and my life to people that I had not shared um, my entire life um, because I I was always afraid that if I put this out there that my, my mother would think that I didn't think she was a good mom which is not at all the case like my mother was an amazing mother she did the best that she could do given the situation that we were in um, but um the title pretty much speaks for itself. As a child and a teenager growing up, there was a lot of things my mom just was not able to teach me. My mother was sick. The majority of my childhood, she had breast cancer twice. She suffered from congestive heart failure. I mean, there were countless times where I, we didn't think that my mom was going to survive because she was just so sick. And unfortunately, with her being so sick, there was just, she just didn't have the, she just didn't, she couldn't. She couldn't mm-hmm. teach me. She couldn't teach me the basic things of how to cook and how to keep house and how to be, you know, like a wife and things of that nature. And if, obviously it wasn't her fault. Like if she had any control over that, she would have clearly she would clearly be teaching her daughter right. and preparing me for life. But there was just a lot of things that she didn't prepare me for. But as I um, started sharing this part of my story, um, more women started expressing to me like the fact that their mothers didn't prepare them for things either. Um, and so now we have a generation of millennial women who are wanting to become wives and we're wanting to start families and we want to do all this stuff. But we recognize that there are some things that we are just, we just don't know how to do. There are things that the women that came before us were like the bomb at. And we sitting here like, <laughs> what? Because we weren't prepared for mm-hmm. it. You know, we saw the example, but we didn't know how they did it. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I want to talk about in this episode, like bridging that gap with our previous generations and our now current generations, uh, our current generation um, with our millennial women and even the young ladies growing up after us. Like, mm-hmm. how do we bridge that gap? How do we prepare our women for to be the um, the virtuous woman that the mm-hmm. Bible describes in Proverbs. Like, mm-hmm. how do we help our generation and generations to come? Because unfortunately, a lot of the women from before us, they're leaving. They're mm-hmm. leaving the earth. Yeah. And they're taking, unfortunately, all this all knowledge, this knowledge and, wisdom. and wisdom with them. So how do we, what do we do? Like, how do we get past the things that we weren't prepared for? Hmm. I don't know. I never <laughs> thought of it.
it that way. And while I'm trying to think back my own, there isn't really too much. I feel like my mother didn't prepare me for, like you said, in the scope of what she could. Mm-hmm. Neither of my parents went to college, which is fine. They're clearly doing okay. Right. But all me and all my sisters did. And so you try to prepare them for as much as you can, but there's only so much you can do because you didn't experience it for yourself. Mm-hmm. Luckily, I'm the youngest, so they had, you know, multiple other chances to get right. it right. Right. Um, but um, even now, my mom, you know, tells me about retirement funds and finances and things like that because she's like, no one taught me this growing up. Mm-hmm. And uh, she doesn't say that she has regrets, and I don't think she does, but she's like, I wish someone would have told me this earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, she's like, because she's talking about retirement. She wants to retire and things like that. And so so that's why she talks to us about, you know, money and finances and funding, you know, just based off of her, her own experiences. And so I definitely do appreciate that. But other than that, Honestly, this might be more for you. I can't really say that right. there wasn't anything that my mother um, didn't prepare me for. As far as what we can do for our kids today, that may be more you, too, because you have kids and I don't. You know, right. I have a furry animal now. <laughs> He's my son. <laughs> so I'll use him. Right. <laughs> um, I do think, and I think I mentioned this in a previous episode, that I maybe, I didn't realize it then, but I think I wish now that my mother would have shared with me more of her feelings so that we can I so that we can identify with one another more because mm-hmm. I think with me unless you went through it and then you're telling me about it I'm not really going to believe you because well, what do you know <laughs> have you gone through this do you know someone's gone through this but she would never say that and right, so I'm just right. okay well I'll just do my own thing because you know what you're talking about right. <laughs> so right. that is something I wish that she would have just been a little bit more open about like well, you know I'm telling you this because XYZ happened to me or you mm-hmm. know whatever the case may be mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but how we bring these girls up now it's just like you said being that Proverbs 31 woman one you gotta be present and I'm not saying mothers aren't present but when I say present I even mean like mentally <laughs> Not just yeah. physically, but emotionally present. Because I think that we can get so stuck on being on social media all the time. And, you know, your ch- child is over here asking for your attention, but you're too busy Snapchatting and everything and things mm-hmm. like that. And, again, I'm not accusing anyone of doing these things, but, like, I'm sure it happens. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so I think that's the first thing is just being present. Yeah, and honestly, that is probably one of the biggest things because I am a parent, and I'm a parent of two girls. And um, my oldest daughter, she's transitioning. I mean, my God, I only have two years left, and then I'll have a teenager on my hands. And um, really, not even two. I got like a year left. She'll be 12 this year. Oh, and, my uh, God. Yeah. <laughs> just, oh, y'all better pray uh, should me. She should meet my nephew. He just turned 11 no, this week. No, we shouldn't meet I asked him, I was like, do you feel older? He's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they would totally get along because Jayla's mature, so is Bryce. He's very mature. They would get Aww, along. <laughs> the wait. Oh my but, gosh, wedding planning. No, girl, it's a wait. No, no. He's yeah. a gentleman. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, like I think, and I know for so for me, um, as a mother of two little girls. One of the hardest things for me is the fact that I'm trying to teach my daughters things that I am just now learning as an adult. But these are things that I certainly wish that my mother could have gotten the opportunity to show me when I was younger. I mean, down to things like budgeting, my money, saving money, um, 
cooking like i mean mm-hmm. some of these more just simple things like these are things these are things that i missed out on as a child um as a as a young lady as a teenage girl i missed out on a lot of these opportunities because i just wasn't in a household where these things were unfortunately shown to me um and i did not realize how many other women have the a very similar experience mm-hmm. um you know, and then now, my God, because women are becoming mothers so much sooner than yeah. those before us. That's probably another issue. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, everybody at this point knows I was 18 years old when I gave birth to my mm-hmm. daughter. So at 18, I cer- certainly didn't have too much wisdom to mm-hmm. sh- to share with her Yeah. Um, because I was still a nut myself and learning how to just be a person, a woman. And then I had to learn how to be a mom, too. And so there wasn't a whole lot that I could share with Jayla at 18. But now at nearly 30, um, there's a lot that I have to teach her. Mm -hmm. And I think part of the problem with being a younger mother and a younger parent is the fact that we don't realize how much we have to teach. But Mm. the way that we teach is through example. Example, yeah. And But, unfortunately, we are now living in a generation or we're living in a time where uh, social media and reality Mm. TV... It's raising our children. It's raising our children. And, shoot, raising us. Right, It's It's very sad to say, but it's like, it's literally... These these two things have, like, set the bar for how we should live our lives. Yeah. And so, unfortunately, instead of raising more virtuous women, we are raising more reality housewives. Mm. We're raising more loving hip-hop girls. We're raising more strippers. We're raising more... We're raising girls to become attention seekers. Mm-hmm. And we don't recognize that we are not instilling in them those core values that we as women should have. Like, But this has to stem from somewhere. Because I know all these women, their mothers weren't showing them that. Like, where did this stem from? I mean, you know, um, I was in, uh, I go to this women's like life group at a church in the city I live in. Um, and there was a girl that you just never know about people, a young lady there. And she shared the story with us. And I won't say who she is, but... Basically, both her parents are drug addicts, but she said both her parents were educated, you know, mm-hmm. middle class, and drugs just got the best of them. And she was one of six children, but all the other children were five brothers. Mm-hmm. And then she said that she was also sexually assaulted, like molested. I don't know if it was by a family member or not. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what she said about that. Um, and then she essentially, like, raising her brothers because her mother or her father were not in a position, obviously, being on drugs to do that. And because of that implications were, um, you know, she was just wild child, right? Very promiscuous. Never really tried drugs herself because she saw what it did. Mm-hmm. But she said she was very promiscuous. Um, even, you know, tried women for like a while, just didn't know who she was and things like that. Anyway, long story short, for a while she was very angry with her parents, unforgiving, and, you know, God, you know, had to tear her down to bring her up. And, you know, you just never would have guessed this about this girl. And both mm-hmm. of her parents, unfortunately, have since passed. And she's about our, our age. And so... I guess, you know, when I propose the question, where are we learning this from? It's just like, I don't know where we're getting this from. When you know, when I mentioned this young lady, she's not her parents. And so it's like there's no excuse as to why 
our children or ourselves act this way. You know, mm-hmm. you can either act the exact opposite or you can mimic what they do. I feel mm-hmm. like it's not an excuse. Don't be a victim mm-hmm. <laughs> of it. And I feel like, you know, yeah, even though she had a rough path, you know, she even, like, judged people who were on drugs because that's just what she saw in her household. She's like, right. why would you do this? It ruins your life. Mm-hmm. And she's like, it almost also ruins your children's life. You know, her. she said her youngest brother just turned 16. And basically, the doctors told her, her mom, she's going to be your crack baby. She was at her highest level of drug addiction by mm. that time. And she said her brother's completely normal, basketball star and everything. Like, mm-hmm. he's fine. And it's just like, you know, you don't have to be a victim of your household. Right. And so I don't know where it comes from when we're teaching our things to these kids, you know, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. It's annoying. Like, <laughs> well, you know what? If I can go a little deeper I really think where the breakdown started is when unfortunately and this is really more for the black community but it says a lot about what happened to the women a lot of our black men started getting incarcerated started dying Mm. started turning to the streets more drugs more violence street violence and then before you know it our black men were just getting plucked off one by one quickly mm-hmm. and then it said it put women in a position well at this point in time it put black women in a position where they had to then become the head of the household well that has now become a little bit more like it's one thing to just have to grind and take care of business yeah. to make sure yeah. your family's straight but now now it went from being the head of the household, and now people have so many people have put their interpretation on it. They spin on things mm-hmm. and all of this, and then before you know it, now you got these boss chicks, and yeah. you got <laughs> these chicks that think that they just they run the world, and you know they they're running around talking about their HB. What is it? I don't know HBICs and. Whatever. What does that mean? I can't tell you. Oh. Head, head blank in charge. Oh. Right. 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 Okay. Yes. Okay. Like, I was like, what is that? Yes. Like, it, it's, okay. And, but it's it's so unfortunate because we t- we took what really was just a sad season in our history. And we flipped that, and now we brag on the fact mm. that, oh, we can do whatever we want. We yeah. can make our own money. Um, and and I mean, then you can. And you can. I'm not saying that you can, obviously. Absolutely. Yeah. But then there is, there's still a way on how you carry yourself, mm-hmm. even in your success. Like, I mean, I'm a single parent, and while, like, I'm not balling by no means, but, you know, I handle a lot of things on my own. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of things on my by myself. But... When I finally woke up and stopped and stopped acting a fool, I realized that I can still do these things. I can still make moves and I can still grind for my children and my and my little family. Like I can mm-hmm. still do this, but still carry myself in that virtuous way. Yeah. And I think that's what has been lost in this whole women's empowerment movement. Mm-hmm. Women have gained all this power and we've gained all this control. But in the meantime, what we didn't realize is that we were losing the thing that God set before us mm-hmm. on how we should be, yeah. how we should carry ourselves. Like, I mean, we did a whole episode about the virtuous woman. Mm-hmm. And by all means, it's a great reference. You should look back and listen to that episode. But, you know, I think gaining independence doesn't mean losing 
the standard that God set before us. Right. Like, and you can be independent, but you can also love people in the way that Christ would want us to love one another. Yeah. You can love on yourself the way Christ would want you to love yourself. You will respect yourself, you know, respect others. You still give your time and you still, you just, there are still things that you can do even in your independence and still and be successful at the same time. Yeah. You know, but we, we've just gotten too comfortable with all the stuff stuff that is happening now. So now we have a generation of young ladies who are becoming women who have not a clue on how to even bake chicken because <laughs> they're too busy just throwing something in the microwave so they can hurry up and go and get to this party yeah. to get in this cute dress and be seen all over social media. Mm-hmm. Now and they're looking is, at the kids, why are you fat? Right, <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, it has become... Like, the new mission is is instead of, like, becoming a wife and all that, the new mission is who can get the most blue thumbs and red hearts. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, unfortunately, like, we just, the the priorities have shifted. Mm -hmm. And so now we are rearing up a, a generation of young ladies who only care about the amount of attention they can receive instead of how to prepare to become a wife one day. And so that's why I say, how do we get back to that? And, you know, I we still got some older generation women left. Yeah. And I tell people all the time, glean from their wisdom. Mm-hmm. I talk to my grandmother as often as I can. Mm-hmm. This is a woman who's been married 63 years. Mm-hmm. She raised nine kids. Yeah. And she's beautiful. She mm-hmm. is a beautiful woman. And she's so She's just so humble and so sweet and so graceful. And I ask her all the time, like, Granny, how do you do this? Mm -hmm. And she sheds her wisdom on me so much. And I literally, I glean from the wisdom of that woman because she's one of those rare women that are still left here on earth that did it. Like, she was a successful woman, Mm -hmm. but she was a successful wife. She was Mm -hmm. a successful mother and a successful first lady. Mm -hmm. And she did it with so much dignity. And that's something that we just don't have. We just lack that. I think it has to do culturally, too, as far as, like, American cultural (laughs) versus, like, maybe African culture and things like that. I was watching, um, listen to The Breakfast Club. You know The Breakfast Club. Oh, yeah. Um, And that show, Insecure, the girl that plays Molly on Insecure. Mm -hmm. She's Nigerian. Do you watch that show? Yeah. Well, I watched it. We heard of it, yeah. Yeah. So the the best friend, Molly, Uh they were interviewing her, and she's Nigerian. And, you know, they were asking her about her background and everything like that. And um, she's like, you know, things in Nigeria, they're just very different. Very different as far as, you know, basically how, you know, they were raised. And I think they had mentioned, you know, the Cosby show, and there's just not a lot of black sitcoms like there used to be. And she's like, you know, yeah, we watched the Cosby show, like, in Nigeria. But she's like, that was normal in Nigeria. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. I got all my uncles as lawyers, you know, (laughs) like, or all my aunties as doctors. And she's Mm -hmm. like, it wasn't a big deal for us because that's how everyone was. And then she had mentioned that she's a virgin, 34 years old, something like that. And she's a virgin. And she's like, oh, no. Our parents, she's like, it's not even the fact that their parents are religious, but they're just like, no, you're not married. Why would you right. have a baby? <laughs> right. Type of thing. It's so funny because she goes into an accent. She's like, I couldn't imagine going home to my mom. She'd be like, what do you mean you're pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you know better? Right. <laughs> and so That's I so think funny. culturally, it is very different. I don't even yeah. think it's just the black women. I think it's the black American woman. <laughs> yes. Yes. 
<coughs> excuse me, that is just very different. Because, mm-hmm. you know, when I see all these other women from other countries, it's just like, what are we on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's almost like it was obviously not to say that mothers here are not expecting for their children to be successful. They are. But they're not holding them accountable to not be successful. All. Nope. It's almost like even with our children, we have like this whole instant gratification mindset with them, too. Mm-hmm. Like you should just instantly know how to do this. Right. <laughs> yeah. Not realizing that, OK, you have to socialize your child. Mm-hmm. You have to actually teach your child how to yeah. adapt to society and how to be successful in the world that they're growing up in right now. Mm-hmm. Like. You got to give them some kind of tool. Yeah. You can't just expect, you can't just birth a baby, throw this baby out in the <laughs> world and say, hey, good luck. Mm-hmm. We're not lions. You yeah. know, it's not like the wild. You don't just give birth and just oh, let God. them free. No, See, people you don't treat their baby like Moses, put them in the basket, send them down a river, hope send for the best. <laughs> hope. Good luck. <laughs> I know you got Even this. though the Lord didn't tell them to do it, it worked for Moses. Right. <laughs> He gonna be ruler one day. He might be have to have to be a slave first, but then he gonna. But he gonna he gonna own something. <laughs> After his struggle, he gonna make it. That's awful. <laughs> but it's real. It's real though. So I'm mean, don't put your baby down a river. Please don't put your baby down a river. <laughs> I just think in this episode, I just really want women to walk away knowing that it is our responsibility to be the example. We have little girls growing up now that are looking up to us and just really hoping and praying that they can look at, like they can learn something from what they see. Mm-hmm. Don't teach them how to be the next reality superstar. Don't teach them how to be the next social media um, phenom. Mm-hmm. Teach them how to be virtuous women. Instagram model. Right. It's not a real profession. That's it's not a real profession. <laughs> it don't last very long. They had a whole show on a group of sisters who were Instagram phenoms. What show was it? Girl, I don't know. It was something on BET. And it was like six sisters who are all like, like they make money. They were actual sisters? Yeah. Okay. And, like, they were making a lot of money off of their celebrity or their the attention that they get on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I looked into them. Hey, just, I ain't knocking your hustle. But <laughs> I looked into them recently because I was like, I haven't heard anything about yeah. these chicks since the show. And, like, all of them have fell off. Like, <laughs> it don't last long. Yeah. Like, it's, it's one and done. And right. then that's it. So there's always a new Instagram model. There's always somebody that's going. gonna come new. <laughs> like it's always this, somebody's gonna come and it's gonna be better than you, look better mm-hmm. than you, get more likes than you. So y'all I can't mean, be amber roses. Not that no, I want to be, but you see what say, I'm trying to say. Please don't aspire to be that. But Black anyway, China's no. <laughs> your your guideline and your rule book. Go to Proverbs 31. Mm-hmm. Tell you everything you need to know. Be the virtuous woman. Don't be the Instagram woman. <laughs> <laughs> That should be our tagline. <laughs> but also, don't be the virtuous one, not the Instagram one. Not the Instagram That's one. funny. Thank y'all for listening. We'll Thank catch you so y'all much. next week. Peace out.